I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Walmart Inc. managed to rebound in 1993 when it introduced its in-house brand, Great Value. I don't know why you're laughing, Jody. To the people in America, Great Value is a known, exciting brand. You get, well, the Americans listen to this whooping and hollering. You've had Coca-Cola? Yeah. Have you ever had Great Value Cola? I haven't. It's cheaper. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. It's like everything that you know, but then they make their own version. It's a bit cheaper. There's about three million podcasts in the world, I think, and most of them are bad. I'd say at this point in time. <laughs> Opening a new Walmart <laughs> affects smaller businesses in the neighborhood. Jody, you're going to have to take a fucking pair of garden shears to this episode, seriously. The Year Is with Red and Bobby. Welcome to The Year Is Podcast, the podcast where every episode we go back to a year in history. We talk about the weirdest, the most interesting, the strangest things from that year. My co-host is Red Richardson. I'm Bobby Mayer. And this week, we have a birthday boy on the podcast. Yes, it was my birthday two days ago. I don't actually know how old you turned. I turned 34. I was going to guess older. Really? Why? Because you're so mature. Thank you very much. Yeah, it was two days ago. So when you're hearing this, it will have been nine days ago. You you carry yourself. Like an older person. Yeah. The elderly statesman of the podcast. Yeah. Like a town crier. Mm -hmm. And if you like me... uh, Share my special for, <laughs> as a birthday present. We, we can't have every intro to the podcast be We you can if you talking. want. The Red Richardson special, YouTube. Where have you been if you haven't watched it? There's been some nice comments, actually. One of my favorite comments, the guy said, this solidifies... No, no, uh, can I read my favorite comment? Yeah, I'll read mine first because I know what you're going to read. This is the nasty one. Mine says, uh, my favorite one says, this solidifies Red's position as the most important member of the year is podcast team. I think Jody's also up there with me, but he doesn't know Jody. That that is one comment that got two likes, but there is a comment that got five likes mm. that says the Susan Boyle of stand up, truly inspiring triumph of talent over genetics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great stuff. Loved every second. I don't think there's ever been a worse compliment. It's I wrote underneath I said this is the best worst thing anyone's ever said to me because he's like, You're great, you look like shit. It makes me... Yeah, no, it was a, that was a good one. I don't know. But you loved every second of it. So I really enjoyed this uh, for free, by the way, as well. <laughs> I enjoyed it for free. I'm going to tell the guy who spent uh, all his money on it, it was great, but also he's ugly. And people have been sending you money. You've got quite, like, 
for anyone who watches the special, maybe you didn't mm. click in the comments on anything. People have been sending you money to thank you for the special, they have been right? Due, yeah. They That's have pretty due. cool. That is good. 15 pounds. Like each. Each, yeah. So a thousand people. So I've made 15 grand in two days. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've made 15 pounds. So if you want to. Uh, Red, I was trying to talk it up. Like, I know, I know. <laughs> it's like it's going great and you've made a bunch of money. I think maybe a bit more. I'm just trying to guilt them, the listeners who got it for free. Because uh, the best things in life are free, apparently. The, the best things in life you should pay Red for is actually. You should pay something. I mean. I'm trying to. I'm looking at you, and then looking at Susan Boyle. You don't look anything like her. No. There was one guy who said I look like that Mexican <laughs> guy. He looked, didn't look like me. Umberto, you remember that one? The guy who Instagrammed you. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy because you look exactly like him. What was his name? Something Juan Umberto. Something he he messaged me just going, "You're the bastard son of this guy," and he doesn't even follow me. This guy he didn't even say oh, I watch your special or anything. He just felt like inclined to reach out and say I look like someone, which. Uh, Fair enough. Are you just going on your phone now? I'm just trying to find who the, what the guy was called. He was called Umberto Smala. Is that how you say it, Jody? And he looks exactly... Yeah, that's exactly it. That, yeah. that's he does look exactly yeah. like you. How do you, spell like his, how do you spell his name? U-M-B-E-R-T-O. Smala. <laughs> how do you spell Smala? S-M-A-I-L-A. He's an Italian actor. No, he's Italian. I said Mexican. Okay. We had it before when we started the podcast. I think someone said that. The same guy. You do look. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he looks exactly like you. <laughs> How is he doing? Well, he's still alive, yeah, which is rare for old people that look like you. <laughs> um, so, Umberto Smala is an Italian actor, composer, comedian, television mm. personality, entrepreneur, and musician. That's me. That is pretty much me. Well, you're, you're, Imagine you, if me what, and him met when we were like high on. You Magic are an mushrooms. actor. You've ne- have you ever composed composed anything? I made some tracks. Yeah, I helped what? Josh with the intro. Josh Weller, the, the intro. The, to the worst. The, the I, I hate our intro song. The year is. The year well, you composed your own one. Then. Okay, so Make you composed. I just did. Okay, <laughs> it was a, it was a spinoff of the yeah, original. Sure. So comedian, you are a comedian. Television personality, mm-hmm. you were Big Baby in ITV2 stand up sketch yeah. show. And I was a boxer. And a boxer in ITV2 mm-hmm. stand up sketch show. Entrepreneur, you've started your own podcast. Yeah, that's true. And then musician. Well, that, that covers composers. Yeah. Well, com- all composers aren't musicians. Well, they are, but not, maybe not pub. Like, they're, you know, they're more known for the we've writing. We've had an argument music. about this before, haven't we, in the, on the podcast? No, that was conductor, right? Oh, that was conductor, yeah. And yeah. you said a conductor was. Yeah. No, do we have to go back into it. <laughs> but that's. Um... So he was born mm. in Verona mm-hmm. in the early 70s. Uh, he co-founded. Uh, with a, a few people, uh, a cabaret ensemble. So mm-hmm. he started in cabaret. You started in stand-up. You're, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, he had a good career. Uh, he's the founder of the brand uh, Smalia's, a chain of restaurants and nightclubs that specialize in live music. So he's really laid out a roadmap for yeah. your future. He's had the life I would love to have, to be yeah. honest. Comedy, music, Owning some nightclubs. You look like you own mm, a nightclub. I would love to own nightclubs. And you're not paying your mm. staff. Yeah. Exactly. No, I'd love all <laughs> and that. And they're like, that little fuck still owes me 200 bucks. And you're like, I'll get you the money. <laughs> no, I, listen, I understand how you feel. I'll get you the money. When? You will get the money. <laughs> and then you just drive away in a Porsche. Yeah. And never come back. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. It is uncanny, though. Like, 
Bobby, how do we know it isn't Umberto Somalia sat here with us just moonlighting as Rid Richardson to get on the British stand-up circuit? I think Umberto's like 88 years old and probably got a way bigger rep than me. That's what I meant when I said you look, you could... uh, Well, we did actually say you could be older. There's probably Italian expats in England who would pay to watch Umberto Somalia who've watched one episode of this and gone, nah, fuck that. He's not the real guy. Yeah. I don't even know how old this guy is. Well, he's 72. It's a good age. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't expect a Red Richardson oh, God. lookalike. Right. What year are we doing this year, Bobby? Week. Fucking hell. What, what year? Where are we going this week? Where are we going? Yeah. We're going to mm-hmm. Funtown. Okay. No, we're going to a great year. Mm-hmm. 1962. Okay. 1962. We haven't been there yet. We've been to 63. Yeah. But 62... Has quite a bit to offer. What was going on in 62? Okay, well, First Lady Jacqueline Kennedy mm-hmm. took television viewers on a tour of the White House. Yeah. Which had never happened before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They made a film about that, didn't they, or something? No, that, uh, no the film was about it right after her husband died. Ah, different, fi- different they, topic. They didn't make a film about the time she took yeah. people on a tour of the what White House. What do you House. think? Yeah, why are you making this one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, what about when her husband got shot in the fucking head? Yeah, at the end of the film, she goes... Oh, thanks for coming to go on and go, well, hope you see, I think next year's going to be an even better year. And then she just looks down the camera and that's the end of the film. Yeah, see you in Dallas, God, Jackie. God. It would be a boring movie. Yeah. It would just be her being like, hey, guys, yeah, mm. here's the Oval Office. That's where uh, Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. God, I swear there's a doc no. about it, I'm sure. But anyway. Mm. There, there, there could be. Jody. When I'm when I'm pondering, that means start googling it, um, so that in a couple minutes he can be deflated completely. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's good they didn't do the. It'd be weird if she did the tour the next year. Yeah, one just didn't. This is where it. he used to sleep. I didn't mention it. Uh, this is um, yeah. This is where we'd sit and watch TV together. This is where we played with the kids. It was it was really nice. It's weird that Trump and Jackie Kennedy have lived in the same house. Yeah, like a lady seen as. The most dignified person, and then just Mister McDonald's, <laughs> <laughs> the golden arches of a of a human being. I think McDonald's though in '62 mm. probably had a better reputation. It was new and on the up. People yeah, like, what yeah, is this? Yeah. Eating McDonald's in '62 would have maybe been cool. I honestly think now is probably the best time to eat it. I think they had their heyday like 20 years ago when they're just dumping garbage in, but they got a lot of um, like heat, didn't they? They got a, yeah, people realized, wait a second. This isn't chicken, this isn't anything. The supersize me guy. Yeah, like surely laws have been brought in. You'd like to think anyway. Yeah, the food is, uh, it's good food. Jody? I, I can't see, yeah, anything. I can't see a documentary about the making <laughs> of the door. Why no. would they make a documentary about one time somebody walked around the White House with a camera? That happens all I'll the time. I'll have to do it. There's a 50th anniversary YouTube video presentation special celebrating, I think, yeah. the tour. But I'm s- I don't think I that's swear. Really, they might have covered it in other documentaries briefly. No, I think there's a whole one about it. Oh, my, my Googling attempts are not on form today. No, I have quite a few problems like this in the podcast. Films about Jackie Kennedy. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah, obviously you're going to find the film about her... The week after her husband died, you know, and her planning his funeral and creating his legacy. Mm. That's the movie. Oh, yeah. Found it already, instantly. It's a film called Jackie. What's it about? 
Um, it's about Jacqueline, uh, president of uh, wife of John F. Kennedy, takes viewers on an action-packed, riveting tour. That's the, a lie. You're just lying now. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Facts uh, discovered. Don't need to Google them yourself at home. Just trust the process. What a boring fucking movie you've discovered. <laughs> right, go on then. She's just taking the... That would be a great twist, though. She's taking viewers on the tour of the White House and just walks in and her husband's just fucking three hookers. Yeah, yeah. Ah, okay, we're going to shut that door. That um, door. And Bobby, Bobby's just waiting in the bathroom so he can have his turn. Yeah, someone's just being tortured next door. Yeah. God, and so that she just took them on a tour and was like, this But it was on TV, like, it was a big deal. It's like, mm. they'd never, nobody ever seen like video of inside the White House. Which before. is weird, but then it's not weird because if I was the king of a, of a land, I wouldn't want the peasants to know what my castle looked like. Yeah. I wouldn't go, I'd go, oh, it's kind of crap in there. You don't know. But you're just trying to present an image of we're just regular folk. Yeah. I wouldn't tell them about the hot tub or any of the stuff that was in there because, you know, then they go, well, we want that. Yeah. The White House looks crap, though. So does Downing Street. Sure. You think the prize for getting into power should be way more? Yeah, Downing Street is like small. Mm. They don't even give you much space. You think actually to be present, what should happen is whoever wins doesn't have to do the job, and then you get to stay in a cool place. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the other guy has to do the job, and you get to stay in like Neverland or you know whatever. It is weird. I wonder if they. Does every, like, the White House and Downing Street, they live where they work. Yeah. Is every world leader like that? Does every world no, leader... No, not Putin. Have you seen his house? No, he doesn't... Billion pounds. He doesn't live at the office. No. He lives in, like, this giant... Uh, it's, it's the most disgusting, ugly thing I've ever seen, but it's, like, massive. Uh, so he lives there. And we'll probably sleep in a bunker. Yeah. And in a mask. The Downing Street's pokey as hell. Yeah. It doesn't look fun at all. And the White House just looks boring. And there's massive windows, so you everyone can see what you're doing all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you think you get a better place. I'm sure, like, you know, if you're an African king, probably got a pretty good palace. You really want to be a leader in a non-democracy, I think. A dictator is the way Yeah, basically. We've been here before, but there's no point unless you can tell the, you know, unless the people who shut their mouths when you tell them to, you know? Otherwise... People like going, Rishi, publish your tax return. He's like, I'm going to do it at Christmas. <laughs> Whereas if you're Putin, you go, what did you just say? And, you know, they find your head 3,000 miles from your feet. And you, yeah, zero criticism. It's quite a stretch, though, to have your head 3,000 miles from your feet. That's You just make, they make a point, won't they? It's not good. No. Okay. In 1962, Project Mercury happened. And well aboard. Wait, friend. so that was it? You're just going to say Jackie showed everyone around that White House? There was no other thing. What? Do you just that was the that was the that was the bit was she got she showed people around the White House? Yeah, and nothing else happened. What you What do you want to happen? I don't know. I just thought maybe there was an interesting thing that happened. Maybe they should make a film about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jody. Coming in hard on the third mic. Good point, actually. Sorry, everyone. Carry on, Bobby. I was just... Uh... <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> Insolence. Okay, go on. No, I don't want to, now. No, okay. <laughs> Fine. We'll just sit here. 
Oh, guess. What else happened in 1962? No, don't guess. Brazil won the World Cup. Garincha, who was also nicknamed Little Bird, he was born with polio, so his legs were bow-legged, and they said he'd never walk. Guess what? It becomes one of the greatest footballers of all time. Pele was ruthlessly kicked out of the World Cup, injured, missed the final, uh, missed the last three games, I believe, but Garincha triumphed for Brazil, and they won their second World Cup. I just checked. Yeah. You finally got something right. I did. <clears throat> I was just filling in because you... You should do a World Cup you, podcast. You decided to protest and, and sit out of the... <laughs> well, if my research is insulted, you don't get my research. <laughs> well, then I had to jump in. But, um, oh, you, how many more facts do you have? Oh, quite a few. No, well, don't jump to them yet. <laughs> They're on my list. In 62, Jackie Kennedy agreed to do a program where she showed people around the White House. That, what? <laughs> that, that's a different that's a different day that would actually that if it happened on February 14th there's probably a lot of planning that would have been in 1961 that's outside the purview of this year um, go on keep going I'm being judged yeah, let's go into I feel like I'm on stage when you're on stage you've had this happen and someone says just go carry on yeah I've had carry it carry on how do you react to carry on I don't like it at all what do you do when you, someone tells you to carry I on you carry on exactly you carry on <laughs> but don't carry on I'll carry on okay in 1962, while aboard Friendship 7, John Glenn becomes the first American to orbit the Earth three times. Project Mercury. The ship is for Friendship 7. The project is Project Mercury. Okay. And so he orbits the Earth three times. Yeah. Nice. For the first time fucking ever. Mm. thing is, though, that's finding out nothing new because once you've done it once, you go, great. But then let's go on to the next thing, because three times is just the same as once. Yeah, I would I'd go once. Three time, yeah. I feel like going around once mm. is more impressive than three times. Yeah. Because it also implies, fuck, going around the world once is hard. Yeah, but also you're discovering nothing new. It's like someone going, we're going to be the first people to fly to the moon and back a hundred times. You go, well, it doesn't really matter now. We've found, you know, we, we, we've, we've been there. So it doesn't matter how many times you do that. He was a cool fucking guy. Okay. Before joining the NASA, he was a fighter pilot in World War II. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, and the Chinese Civil War and yeah. the Korean War. I don't exactly know why he was fighting in the Chinese Civil War. Mm. <laughs> just like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> he just put like makeup on and was like, yeah, guys, I'd like to, I'd like to kill some of you. I guess, I guess there was somebody, America was involved. Well, yeah, because it would have been communist versus Non non communists. Yeah. It was from forty five to forty nine. But then he, he shot down uh three planes and was awarded six distinguished flying crosses, eighteen air medals. Mm. So he's a good pilot. And then they're like, Hey, you're really good at flying fighter jets. How about we strap you to a rocket mm. and you go to space? Yeah, I think once you this guy I think once you've avoided death so many times you should probably Relax a bit. It's when people get um, medals of bravery, you often think, how do people see you do that? You know, there must be such chaos. Yeah, yeah. When, yeah, whenever it's like a guy saved like one person and mm. then killed another guy, it's like. Well, yeah, if everything's, you know, like if you're in a, especially like planes shooting each other down, how how are you going to see? It's not like it's a football match where it's being filmed and watched by loads of people. But I guess it suits the country who's giving the medal. Oh, of course, yeah. Because they get a hero out of yeah. it. So one guy says it happened. They're like, oh, I guess yeah. it happened. A decorated war hero. Yeah. I'd love to be a decorated war mm-hmm. hero. 
being a soldier is just like, oh, you're a soldier. Imagine if like your family just knew they were like, like if you came back and you were like, yeah, I saved a thousand people and did this, this and how it was just like, this just isn't him. You know what I mean? Like he's full of shit. And you could tell in your eyes when you went out to get the awards and stuff like that. And you're like, I'm a war hero. So I'm a war hero. Everyone loves me. But mm. but my wife stops loving me because she knows it's you're a lie. And you're missing a leg. And she's like, Bobby, I know you're full of shit. And you can just tell by the way you're telling the stories that you're lying. But what about my missing leg? Mm. Yeah, it's and not bad. The real story is like, I just mm. tripped and had a cut. Yeah. And then fell into a latrine and it got infected and I got <laughs> I got like you were trying to fecal flee. gangrene and they had to cut mm. off the leg because I fell in the latrine. <laughs> but then I then I just said I saved a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. Then the guy resigned from NASA in sixty four, which is sad. You know, you'd think stick with it, buddy. But then became a senator for twenty four years. Mm. I feel like if you've been to war, going to politics is so weird because you just have those quiet moments where you remember the life leaving others' yeah, eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, yeah, that sounds great. And then you switch back into office. Which, yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Uh, yeah, oh, we should sign that bill. Mm-mm. Well, any life, I think, after the war, you know? Yeah. That's the thing is you just had all these people of a certain age, all these men who had PTSD. The bars back then must have been a fucking nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> just like, that's my song. Yeah. And you just get your face punched in by someone who's having flashbacks. Because I know a guy, in, um, one of this guys I used to play football with, he got um, bottled and cut with a, um, so the guy smashed a bottle in his head and then sliced his cheek from a guy who'd just gotten back from Iraq. He'd been in Iraq or something. He ended up getting off because they were like, it's PTSD. It's like, yeah. Surely most acts of violence are something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, most acts of violence are problem. But if yeah. you have the war thing, people mm. really care. Yeah. And they go, well, look, you know, because they're on like 22 grand. It's fucking insane. Yeah. You should get like 100 grand to go to Iraq. Would you sign up for 100 grand a year? No. <laughs> but like half a mil. They just go to the poorest people, though, and they're like, do you want to mm. get out of here? And yeah. Like, nothing could be worse than here. Mm. Actually, it could be a lot worse. <laughs> You get treated certainly. People just shout at you, get you up at four o'clock in the morning. I was talking to a guy in the audience the other day, and I said, "Oh, what do you do?" He was, I was, uh, he wasn't really laughing much, and I just wanted, which is very unusual for me. Mm-hmm. And I said, "What do you do?" And he's like, "I, I was a soldier for thirty years." And I said, "Oh, that's crazy. You've seen some shit." He said, "Oh yeah," and I was like, "What was it like?" And then he was like, "Well, they always say that the joining the British Army is a is a great way to travel and see the whole world." Mm-hmm. And uh, kill people. <laughs> you just said it like that. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Yeah. I think the great way to um, travel the world is is Thompson's Holidays. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, If we ever get them as a sponsor, that's yeah. a great way. You know, some people travel the world by killing mm-hmm. thousands. Uh, yeah. Another way to travel the world without having blood on your hands that <laughs> won't wash off is Thompson's Holidays. <laughs> but you know those adverts where it's like someone in like a swamp in Vietnam and they've got like camouflage on their face it's like you live you learn you breathe and it's like in another can you go or you could just go to vietnam with your mates you know yeah but he actually this guy made the first supersonic transcontinental flight also yeah which is quite cool that's good that's a that's a fast plane mm-hmm. you know what supersonic means yeah what it's when you go really fast and it's, it's almost as fast as um no it's just it's supersonic isn't it it's, 
sonic speed. Why? Do you know what it is? Yeah, of course I know what it Go is. Don't explain it then. It's, would you go faster than the speed of sound? Yeah, that's what I said. Sonic. <laughs> you didn't. You said Sonic. You, you, you just thought Sonic was a hedgehog, didn't you? No, yeah, I knew it's faster than the mm. speed of sound. Yeah, that's what I said. You go really fast. <laughs> I didn't specify what it's faster than. <laughs> what? What isn't? What's fa- Okay, what's faster? The speed of light or the speed of sound? Speed of light, obviously. Uh, what's faster? The speed of water or the speed of sound? Speed of sound, obviously. What's faster? Uh, a duck mm-hmm. or a baby? <laughs> a duck. A duck walking or a baby walking? Depends which baby. Okay. What well, if it's a fat baby? A one-legged fox? Mm-hmm. Or a f- or a that chimpanzee. Would be able to stand it could drag itself with one leg. With one leg. No, yeah. Can... What would it do with it then? It's, it was, it's not really a leg then. It just can't sit do any good. Starve to death and die. You wouldn't feed it. You just let it die. No. Um. Well, what's the point? It's just going to sit there, and you what? You just you just prolonging its agony. I'd put it. Well, it's not necessarily an agony. It could I'd have get a... a shovel. I'd say, kids, come watch this. This is one of the realities of life. And then I'd stove it to death. No. But I wouldn't cut, cut to Red's Red's first child. Oh, it's a beautiful baby. What's what's mm. on its hand? Oh, it just happens sometimes. Genetic malformed. It only has four fingers. Oh, does anyone have a shovel? Like <laughs> Jesus, Spartan way. Um, no, but what would you do with a one-legged fox? You just feed it to, forever until it's. But it was, pet it. It would die of a heart attack because it can't move. And so you just feed it until it was so fat and its arteries were clogged. Oh, you could get yeah. You could get it kind of like a motorized wheelchair. Mm, too much budget, mate. You know, we've got people coming back from war that need that more than the fox. I don't know. I just feel like there's something you could do for it. Mm. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm picturing like one leg. I think mm. you could move a little with, if you if you got it wheels with the one leg, it could propel yeah. itself with the wheels. Well, this is a good show. Bobby finds animals with one leg and we see what you can do with them. We <laughs> well, come back in two weeks. We give you a slight heart attack. We give you only a few things. We give you a few planks of wood, some gaffer tape. <laughs> We've got to come back <laughs> and see what you've done. What can you do with a one-legged fox? Yeah. You can fuck it. Yeah. Okay, wait, what? <laughs> That's it. That's all you can do. So this is the beginning of 1962, a Cuban military tribunal convicted 1,179 Bay of Pigs attackers. So you know what the Bay of Pigs is. Mm-hmm. So, for anyone who doesn't, give a bit of a back story, okay? So what happened in the Bay of Pigs was 1,400 Cuban exiles with some CIA agents mm-hmm. uh, launched a botched <laughs> invasion of the Bay of Pigs on the south coast of Cuba. So they just got fucking beaten. Yeah. You know, they did not have a chance. CIA financed a trained group of Cuban refugees lands in Cuba, attempts to topple the communist government of Fidel Castro. Though many of Kennedy's military advisors indicated that an amphibious assault on Cuba by a group of lightly armed exiles had little chance for success, he gave a go-ahead for the attack. So they were all like, listen... A few people with guns approaching Cuba in a boat is not going to fucking work. So 1,200 of them, as if 1,200 people is going to topple the Cuban army. Yeah. They just had American weapons, some American landing crafts. They land ashore. The hope was that the exile force would serve as a rallying point for Cubans, the Cuban citizenry, who then rise up and overthrow Castro's government. But it's like, the I don't know, the citizenry was not as bothered as they thought they were. So the plan immediately fell apart when the landing force met unexpectedly rapid counterattacks from Castro's military, 
the tiny Cuban Air Force sank most of the exile's supply ships. The U.S. refrained from providing necessary air support, and the expected uprising never Mm. happened. Over 100 of the attackers were killed and more than 1,100 captured. Mm -hmm. So they just completely fucked it. Why didn't they send Yeah, why didn't he send more in? He just sort of thought... Because he didn't want to send U.S. troops in. They wanted to train up Cuban exiles. I'm shocked America never went and just did it. But I suppose what they backed by Russia... Well, because of what happened later in the year, Mm, probably. mm, mm. So Castro used the attack by what he called Yankee imperialist to solidify his power in Cuba. So it had the opposite effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like... But then he gets to go, oh, I can start killing people and... Yeah. And then he requested additional Soviet military aid. And eventually that aid included missiles and the construction of missile bases in Cuba, which sparked the Cuban Missile Crisis, which we'll Mm -hmm. get to. Mm -hmm. So it's like that was the beginning. That was in 61. And then they just, all the guys who tried to do it, they just went to prison, you know? And they're just, they're just like... So America just ditched all these people that they've been involved in. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, by the end of the year, Mm. Cuba released the 1,113 participants in the Bay of Pigs invasion to the Mm. U.S. They gave them back to the States in exchange for food worth $53 million. That's a lot of food. Yeah. You'd think that would go off. That's like $250 million now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 53 million vi- delivery vouchers yeah can't have been much cheese or milk in there you'd think that'd be a lot of hard pasta yeah probably pasta canned goods grain canned goods Maybe pickled stuff tuna yeah imagine sending like just 50 million pounds worth of dairy products and going you might want to eat that in the next three days because it's gonna go off <laughs> <laughs> everybody yogurt for all <laughs> government yeah so what they sent their frogmen, which is what they're called, isn't it? Yeah. The frogmen. I know that yeah, obviously Russia put their missiles and stuff in there, but it's like, it is amazing that Cuba survived, or more importantly, Fidel Castro survived for that long, being an, uh, a tiny island off of America. Yeah. And being communist. Yeah, right underneath it. I bet he had quite a few sleepless nights. I don't know. I feel like that guy... Did not have anxiety. Well, he was a mass murderer as well. Let's not mess around here. Anyone who stays in charge of a country for what? When did he... He died... Is he, is he dead yet? His son's in charge now, isn't he? No, it's his, it was his brother. I'm not sure he's in charge. I right think now. his son's like the figurehead. Castro's dead because I remember Cubans were celebrating in the streets of Miami. Yeah, um, not too long ago, though. Not 2016. Too long ago. Yeah. And so loads of sort of um, middle-class, like, Western... Faux socialists and communists in this country all sort of hold him up as this guy, but it's usually sort of like white uni kids who smoke weed. But actually, he did—he killed loads of people, and anyone who opposed what he wanted to do would would be murdered. And like people can become professional sportsmen there. So Cuba had, like, they have the best boxers. Cuban boxers are incredible, completely dominate the Olympics. There was a guy called Mario Kindelan who won like three Olympics in a row and he beat, he beat Amir Khan when he got his silver. And so there's all, there's like years of just wasted talent in boxing. And they just wouldn't let they them. They don't let them turn pro because it's a communist country. Oh. And so it's like all these sort of like 
rich kids from Hampstead Heath from this country will be like, yeah, fucking Fidel Castro is so cool. And you're like, you're an idiot and a moron. And you, you know what I mean? It's just, sort of, why do you think there's never been an election? Free the there? boxers, Cuba. Free the boxers. But also, I'm sorry, if you're so confident of your position in charge and you think the people love you, then hold a general election. Anywhere that doesn't hold a general election is, is evil. Communism is evil. You heard it here first. You, well, no, I just think any system that you don't let people have a choice in, in voting for is, is evil. What about a tribe with a chief? Well, then you, you think Native American chief. tribes are evil? No, some would kill the chief if they didn't like him. And that could happen once every four years. You're allowed to go kill the chief. <laughs> the chief would go, who wants to kill me? Thought not. No, but, you know, you could go and invade it and, and kill, kill the chief. But Castro obviously had such a tight grip on all of it because it's a tiny island and he would murder anyone who disagreed. But, you know, like you look at the Cubans in Miami, so like Jorge Masvidal is a UFC fighter. And he was like super pro-Trump because where he's from, any mention of communism is so terrifying. Yeah. They, all you have to do is go, Biden's a commie, and they go, no fucking way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and how, there's a lot of Cubans That was how Trump, Trump won. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, of why he won Florida was because... Yeah, they're so terrified. But you look at, like... So the hammer and sickle is banned in, like, was like four countries that all used to be communists because they go, no, this symbol is like a fucking... Just all I think of is oppression when I see it. Yeah. And murder. And 50 million pounds of fucking rotting cheese. <laughs> nice one, guys. Did you know, mm-hmm. in 1962, mm-hmm. the first Walmart store opened in Rogers, Arkansas? Okay. Have you ever been to a Walmart? I've never been. I don't think we even have them here. It's it's like Primark. Yeah, okay. You can buy guns there, though, can't you? Well, in some. Really? Yeah. How much is a gun from Walmart? Well, it depends what gun you want to buy. I want an AR-15. An AR-15 can range from anywhere to 500 to two grand. That's not bad. That's reasonable. (laughs) So can you just buy that in Walmart then? They've raised the age. Since all the mass shooting, they've raised the age Mm -hmm. that they're selling. To 15 now, is it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 21. They're like, listen, we don't want any school shootings. Yeah, okay, 21. But I'm sure they'll roll it back again. Yeah. Unbelievable. And there's been about... Unfortunately, there's probably going to be... It's weird when you sort of talk about this and you go, well, this will come out next week, this podcast. We might make a joke. But you go, but it it happens every fucking day. So you can't really... Like, when is it too soon? It's always too soon, isn't it? So the Walton family, that's the Walmart people. Yeah. They're like the original Amazon, you know? Mm -hmm. So Walmart employs 2.2 million people around the world. Mm -hmm. That means if every Walmart employee were to move to the same location, the result would be the size of Iceland. Okay. The country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you know Walmart has its own Walmart museum? What's in that? Coincidentally, it's actually just a Walmart. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just buy things. Yeah, so it's not really a museum, then. No, it's it's a... Admission is free, but it's uh, it's just a Walmart. Do you get Walmart in Canada? Oh, yeah. Nice. People love that. I didn't know until yesterday that Pamela Anderson is from Canada. She's our best export. She is, actually. Yeah, she's from Canada. And guess where she lives? Vancouver Island, which is home to the sea wolves that I've talked about on this podcast before. (laughs) Great spot. Walmart once operated the world's largest private satellite network. 
1987, they successfully completed their $24 million private satellite network. It was meant to provide a connection between every single store that the company owned with their own headquarters in Bentonville. Pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I think, like, they were really, like, leading edge, Mm -hmm. and then they just became really white trash. Mm -hmm. Largest Walmart? Guess where it is. Texas. New York. I was going to go to Texas as well, actually, for some reason. They got loads of space, I was guessing. What? What? But that's where you would have picked. I thought you said you personally were going to go to Texas. I'd like to go to Texas, yeah. You not been? I've not been to Texas, no. Mm, You'd have to watch out for the sun there, Jody. I would, yeah. It would beat down upon you with no mercy. Any more Walmart facts? Fucking hell. Yeah, I do. If you're listening to this, I suggest you take a cold shower after because the excitement... (laughs) You might have a stroke or a heart attack. I'm sure pulses are racing during this episode. Walmart CEO started in the company as a teenager unloading trucks. Okay, so he's risen up through the ranks. And now he's the CEO. Social mobility. This is the thing. All the Amazon workers striking. Teachers striking. You could could rise up. Yeah, that's This isn't communist Cuba. That's what you're allowed to be a boxer. You're allowed to win. That's what they're not seeing. Yeah. Yes, we pay you terribly now. Do you think they occasionally let someone like this do this? And actually, he's got no power. He's still on eight dollars an hour. <laughs> but they occasionally let someone like this do this. So we feed the feed the lie that you can just become become the guy from the bottom. And how do you end up? You can start going. Oh, you know, but I load the trucks. But maybe I could, you know, drive the truck. And then the guy goes, "I saw you were driving the truck. Maybe you should be CEO." Well, there's probably some steps in between that. Stepping shelves. Are. I don't think from like managing a Walmart. Manage and then, but like, say you manage the factory that makes the stuff. And I don't think you know what I mean. Like, are you then allowed to Bezos or something? And Amazon will go. Let's give this guy a a senior role somewhere else. Did you know that Walmart CEO received a Presidential Medal of Freedom? Yeah. In 1992, George H. W. Bush gave Sam Walton the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Nice. And now the Waltons don't run it anymore because the they still own Walmart. The guy at the bottom. They don't. They they still. They're not. Maybe not the CEO, but Mm. they still have their claws in it. Yeah. Okay. Nice. But in that same year, Sam Walton died shortly after receiving the recognition. Mm -hmm. This unfortunate event led to the decline in sales and stock price following the founder's death. Still. Walmart Inc. managed to rebound in 1993 when it introduced its in-house brand, Great Value. I don't know why you're laughing, Jody. To the people in America, Great Value is a known, exciting brand. You get, well, the Americans listening to this whooping and hollering. You've had Coca-Cola? Yeah. Have you ever had Great Value Cola? I haven't. It's mm. cheaper. Nice. Yeah. Good stuff. It's like everything. That you know, but then they make their own version. It's a bit cheaper. There's about three million podcasts in the world, I think. And most of them are bad. I'd say at this point in time. Opening a new Walmart (laughs) affects smaller businesses in the neighborhood. Jody, you're going to have to take a fucking... Iowa State to this episode, University seriously. professor Kenneth Stone conducted a study that showed how small towns lose half of their retail trade with the arrival of a new Walmart. But you're just reading, there's nothing interesting Another about Another study found in other stores decreased 
right after the introduction of a Walmart in a location where it's entirely new. <laughs> no one wants to hear this. This is an anti-story story. <laughs> the story is the facts. <laughs> And it's up to the people to write their own story. I just gave you a fact about how every time a Walmart moves mm. into a town, mm. half of the business is closed. Well, there's a story for you. Ah, so a the guy small businesses, has yeah. a mm. shoe store. Yep. And he's a cobbler. Mm. Mm. He cobbles shoes. He cuts keys. Yeah. He knows everyone in town. But then Walmart comes in. Yeah, and they're like, you can buy an AR-15 for $500. And we also do cobbling, but yeah. they're cheaper than he is. Yeah, of course. So Probably every- not as good as him, though. Probably not, but you know what? Mm. I don't really know if a cobbler is a good cobbler. I've never even got a pair of shoes fixed. Have you? Never. I don't know. We're part of the generation that wouldn't. I've, it's weird, isn't it, that you would get your shoes fixed? Yeah. You go, why? There's rappers who only wear shoes once. I throw, need to throw them out. I'd love to be friends with one of those guys. Why? What, you, just, you just hang outside the house. Not even friends, just neighbors. Hey, uh, what are you going to wear those shoes? No, I'm, okay. I'm Every like, week on bin day, you get six new like Air Force Ones or something. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they moved from town to town. In 2005, Walmart revealed plans on reducing its impact on the environment. Has anyone made a movie about Walmart? Because I think it's it will be up there with the Jackie Kennedy show. Walmart switched to using oil to heat mm. an entire store as part of its environmental efforts. Mm-hmm. They decided they're going to heat their store with oil. I'm surprised no small businessman has, has gone down to Walmart, bought, bought, bought one of the cheapest AR-15s and shot the one of the Waltons. <laughs> that, would be, that would be a twist. Yeah, well, it would. And it would kind of, you know, you go, well, I can see why. In 2016, mm. Walmart expanded into e-commerce by acquiring Jet.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's Jet.com? I can't know everything. <laughs> Someone listening might have like a quiz on Walmart tomorrow. Otherwise, this I apologize to anyone listening or watching right now. In 2017, Walmart started offering apparel. So what happens when content over quality just it becomes uh Walmart has over 150 distribution centers. I got obsessed with these Walmart facts. Yeah, cool. You got anything else? They were really interesting to me. 62. And Each Walmart distribution center supports 90 to 100 stores within a 150 mile radius. Walmart did not hire its first chief customer officer until July 2018. <laughs> Is this on Wikipedia? This is a Walmart website. Oh, my God. Stop. I thought it was interesting. Okay. Walmart. Well, I think we've done it. Is there anything else from 62? Most employees of Walmart um, have had their genitals mutilated <laughs> in an employee training seminar. Doesn't surprise me. Did you know that? <laughs> no. Yeah, because apparently... I envy them at this point. Apparently, <laughs> when they get into Walmart... Walmart <laughs> They get into Walmart, right? Mm. And then uh, part of it is they want they don't want them working at ri- like rival retailers or having sexual thoughts because they got me thinking about Walmart. Yeah, so so they um, they use a hot poker and they 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 brand their mm-hmm. genitals. Yeah, so that every time they touch their own genitals, they remember Walmart and yeah. why where they work. Good That's good. a more interesting one. And then they can't have families or kids or anything. So they're no, just they, they got to gotta stay focused all the time. Good business um, model. Walmart ritually sacrifices um, it's 5% worst employees every year. 
And do you know uh, Mohammed Atta, one of the 9-11 hijackers? Uh, he was a greeter at Walmart. Yeah, and he was wearing a Walmart T-shirt when he flew into one of the towers. That doesn't sound true. But what <laughs> what does sound true is another fun Walmart fact I found. Oh, for fuck's sake, yeah. Um, Walmart is the first store to ever allow people... To have sex in the beds of the store. Oh, they sell beds there. When you were younger, did you used to run into those shops and roll across the bed and run out? Yeah, but what I'd do is I'd roll over the couples that they allow to fuck in the store. So they they just thought, well, the store's a bit quiet, (laughs) so what if we have more people? (laughs) Someone must have done that before. I saw someone put up a video on Twitter yesterday of this guy on the train. And it was like, he's literally filming himself on the train. He's like, just a normal day on the train in Scotland. And he lifts his phone up. And behind him, there's a man going down on a woman. <laughs> and she sees him looking at them and she goes, mind your own fucking business. <laughs> it was so grim. It was so unbelievably grim. At what point is life just that's fine? You know, go, this is acceptable behavior. Well, they should have went to Walmart where not yeah. only would they be encouraged, they would get a 5% discount on a mattress. <laughs> you fuck in the store, you get a discount mattress. Okay, so should we move on from Walmart now? It Well, I would, and, but I have a couple other exciting facts I've found on. We've just lost this all of our listeners. Alternate never trust News us again. website. Mm-hmm. Uh, in uh, Walmart was the first. Um, store mm. to allow <laughs> yeah children mm-hmm. to pose naked in their ads <laughs> now a lot of people got really mm. angry yeah mm. they said they were inspired by like greek art and they yeah. just wanted like to show everyone that like walmart has been around for so long. Since 1962, apparently. But they wanted to give off this image that they'd been around for so long that, like, when they started, naked kids were cool. (laughs) Just like that was what they were going for. But what happened was eight employees went to prison for production of child pornography. (laughs) Did Walmart support them while they're in jail? Uh, well, Walmart actually owned the prison they were in. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, they went to prisons now. And yeah, okay, nice. Yeah, they have a work release. Was it a pla- plastic jail? Uh, no, it was a it was a real jail. Um, the Waltons would visit often, and there were rumors that they abused prisoners. Ooh, interesting. So those are my Walmart facts. Has there, has there been a bit of show made about Walmart? Because that was that was crazy. Walmart. Okay, let's 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 go now. Let's go on to something else. That was fun. Did you know Walmart was actually the first store? Mm. You know, this is like being around a child who's read a book. You know what I mean? We know when kids got facts, they just don't stop. No, it's just I'm just giving a book. It's like when it's I 62. A... There's so much. We've got Cuban Missile Crisis. Why the fuck are we talking about Walmart? There's so much more than this. What else has happened then? What have we done? Someone went around the uh, three times. The Rolling Stones make their debut. <laughs> the what? This I, I mean, this popular band, the Rolling Stones. <laughs> Have you not heard of them? 
No, I haven't. Who's in the band? Uh, Mike Jigger? <laughs> I don't know who that guy is. Uh, he's the he's the singer. Mike Jigger, Rolling Stone. Okay, they sound good, Bobby. No, I, yeah, they have mm-hmm. some wild horsey song. <laughs> wild horsey. Um, <laughs> Kaith Richards. Yeah, Kaith Richards. Yeah, he's a great, great guitarist. That man. And uh, Roni Wode. <laughs> Those were the founding members. Yeah. And what did they do in the 62? They made their debut mm. at London's Marquee Club opening for Long John Baldry. Wonder what happened to Long John Baldry. I'd be the guy going, the Stones used to open for me. Was he, does he got a blue page? I've never heard of him. He might be a really famous musician. Well, yeah, he lived in Camden from the late 70s until his death. In 2005, so he, he left he, England, went to Canada. He had his funeral at a Walmart. And he did some voiceover work. Oh, nice. And went to, like, cartoons. And he thought, I, the Stones used to open for me. He was Dr. Ivo Robotnik in Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh! It all comes <clears throat> around. It always does, doesn't it? That's brilliant. Good for you. And he was, he was there at the Rolling Stones' first gig. That's quite the tale. I don't know if it was the first gig. Mm-hmm. They made their debut at London's Marquee Club. Well, debut suggests Th- their the debut first at one. that. Oh, I thought it was just maybe their first gig at that club. No, I think it must mean ever, ever. Oh, that's important. Yeah, I used to live in uh, Twickenham, and there was a thing called Eel Island. I think it's called. Um, but they used to, it was this tiny little stretch of land, like literally like fifty meters. And uh, Eel Pike Island, they used to have all the bands there. And so, like, Eric Clapton, Jimi Hendrix, and everyone played there. And you just think, God, that must have been such an amazing scene back in the day that yeah. you could just go and watch these legends just play there. And they, they'd, like, play there all the time regularly, you know? Now I feel like great bands don't necessarily play a ton of live gigs before, you no. know, they'll just be like, we got a good sound, let's make an album. And all then... we're out of the loop. Yeah, but, but I, don't, I don't. I don't think there is one. I don't think there's a scene. It's not like oh, we could go watch the new Beatles at the thing. I don't think there is that. No, it's so fra- it's so fragmented. But now. also, we're not doing. We're not making great guitar music now. It's all sort of kind of yeah, rock music's dead. The Rolling Stones, though, mm. they started a mm. lot of stuff. They did. I love that story you told me about Mick Jagger's wedding. What about how he got a secret? Yeah, and so when they got divorced, Mick Jagger um got married, but got married in Bali. And everyone was like, oh, that's so romantic. But actually, it was like, so when they went to get divorced, she was like, well, you give me this much money. He's like, nah, it's not actually official. And so she had no clue. Very, very well played to keep his money. I think she still got like 25 million. They lived in Richmond and he built a path for her down to the um, river so she wouldn't have to walk through the, the town. I get that. Mm, nice. Did she get to keep the path when they divorced? Yeah, I think she kept the house. She kept like a lot of stuff and got like 25 mil. But, you know, we, you know, she had enough stuff to not have to marry Rupert Murdoch. But for some reason still did. I think they're getting divorced as well. We talked about that, didn't we? That's and he's sad. like 90. It's like, just stay with him till he dies. Yeah. So in 1962, UK Prime Minister Harold Macmillan, who I fucking hate. Mm-hmm. You've heard about Macmillan, right? Why'd you hate him? You don't know what he did. I'm not going to tell you. Okay. He dismissed one third of his cabinet in what was called the Night of the Long Knives. Hitler did the Night of the Long Knives. 
No, McMillan did the Night of the Long Knives. Okay. But yeah, Hitler did it as well, and they called it that when he actually killed people. He killed anyone who was uh, might be a dissident. Well, they called it that because it was associated with the 1934 Night of the Long Knives in Nazi Germany. Yes, okay, cool. So, uh, this is kind of unrelatable, but there was a reshuffle happening uh, against a backdrop of declining conservative popularity in Britain. Can you imagine that? The conservative party mm. not being popular. Mm-hmm. Can you Can you fathom that for a second? That that could happen. But it seems like they're never popular, but always in charge. So it, it makes no sense to me. It's because of our voting system. Mm. It's set up particularly to keep the, the the two major powers, parties in power. Would you like a communist government, Jody? Yeah, yeah. My, I, I found that, I didn't realise, I thought it was just my great uncle and great aunt, but my grandmother and grandfather were communists. Mm. So, yeah, it's in my blood. Like forever, like for their whole lives. Uh, yeah, I believe so. I Where did my... they live? Uh, Crickwood. Did they ever think of moving to Cuba or Venezuela or North Unfortunately, Korea? Unfortunately, I wish they had. Russia? Did they think about that? Soviet Union? My great aunt China. was Russian. Yeah, because there's a lot of options for these people to go live there. Anyway, carry on, Bob. Would you say that to people with other ideas? Like, oh, we'd like more immigration. Well, why don't you just go back to where you came from? Is that what I you'd would say not them say like? that. What I'd say is if you want to live under a fascist regime, go move there because there's plenty of options. That was it. Mm. It was just a fact. About the Rolling Stones? The Night of the Long Knives. Oh, the Night of the Long Knives. Well, yeah, so he, got, he fired all his cabinet ministers. Yeah. And so what, is that it, yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Okay, well, that's nice stuff. Brilliant. Um, What else happened? Well, I mean... There is some other stuff that happened, but we've we're almost at the end of the episode, so we've kind of missed it mm. because of all the exciting. You know, there's too much excitement. We can't really get into it because we don't have time now. But Marilyn Monroe died, and there's a Cuban Missile oh Crisis. Oh my god, you, that's we listened to twenty minutes of shit on fucking Walmart. Marilyn Monroe died, and there's a Cuban Missile Crisis. Was she killed? Was it a suicide? We'll never know because we couldn't even talk about it because you were listing facts about a retail shop. Did you know Walmart (laughs) plans to be the first store to open on Mars? They've said that publicly. This has been the year is podcast. Be back with us next week. um, And I'm very sorry. Thank you. Thank you to our super genius patrons, Christopher, Matthew, Spencer. We love you. And thank you to Red. And thank you to me. Thanks. Goodbye. That was another episode of The Year Is. Thank you very much for listening. Please like and subscribe. Leave us a review. It all helps. I'd like to thank our producer, Jody. And also I'd like to thank uh, Josh Weller for our intro music and song it's uh, it's very catchy it's very nice i'm sure you'll enjoy it at the beginning so big thanks to josh weller he's on instagram at josh weller josh weller follow him and uh, keep spreading the word of the year is thank you so much bye-bye even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.